Welcome to Concafe. This is the devotional for the 16th day of June, year of our Lord, 2021. We're going to be looking at a well-known, well-known passage from the Bible. 1 Samuel, chapter 17. Basically, selected verses. Chapter 17, verse 1, then we skip to verse 4 through 11, then verses 19 to 23, then verses 32 to 49. Now, y'all don't complain when you get an extra serving on your plate. Why should you complain when you get an extra serving of Scripture? You should be delighted. You should be hungry. You should be devouring it with enthusiasm. It's like getting a free pizza. And you say, what? I didn't order this free pizza. You can have it. No. You'd say, yes, thank you for the free pizza. Let me get to it right now. Devotional is called Giant versus Child of Faith. You know what scripture we're going to read? You're going to find out. Here now the word of God, verse 1. Now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle, and they gathered at Sokoth. And there came out from the camp of the Philistines a champion named Goliath of Goth, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a helmet of bronze on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had graves of bronze upon his legs and a javelin of bronze slung between his shoulders. And the shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron. And his shield bearer went before him. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves, and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah, fighting with the Philistines. And David rose early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper, took the provisions and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the encampment as the host was going forth to the battle line, shouting the war cry. And Israel and the Philistines drew up for battle, army against army. As he talked with them, behold, the champion, the Philistine of Goth, Goliath by name, came up out of the ranks of the Philistines and spoke the same words as before. And David heard him. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fall because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. You are but a youth, and he has been a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep sheep for his father, and when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and killed him. Your servant has killed both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, seeing he has defiled the armies of the living God. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear 
will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Then Saul clothed David with his armor. He put a helmet of bronze on his head and clothed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword over his armor, and he tried in vain to go, but he was not used to them. Then David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I am not used to them. And David put them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the brook, put them in a shepherd's bag or wallet. His sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. And the Philistine came out and drew near to David with his shield bearer in front of him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth, ruddy and comely in appearance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel." And that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. When the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag, took out a stone, and slung it, struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the ground. This is the word of God for the people of God. We say thanks be to God. Well, welcome Wednesday into your life, Concafe family, and may, may you, dear listener, be filled with joy and love to share freely with all people to bring God honor and glory. That's my prayer for you. May our petitions to the Lord bring healing and peace for those whom we lift up. May we pray for one another and for each other. And may we walk with God and share with him your cares and your needs. God is faithful. God will hear you. God will answer your prayer. Now, this is the story everybody, regardless of age, should know. I really firmly, honestly believe it. A story that everybody should know. It is an epic battle unmatched to anything out there. Story that I believe children should hear. Kind of a gory story for kids, but it does illustrate some things we're going to talk about. Now, it is, like most battles in the Bible, a battle between what God can do versus what the enemies of God want to do against him. It is a tale of an underdog versus a surefire winner and a winner-take-all showdown. It has all of the elements of intrigue and quite a prize offered to the winner of the challenge. And at the very core, brothers and sisters, is the battle of good versus evil. The people of the Philistines versus the people of Israel. And with that, the gods of the Philistines versus the one true living God. It was, like almost all battles, a battle for territory and power. And as I said, winner take all. The Philistines represented everything God had warned to his people against. To lose to them would be a terrible loss and a national embarrassment. These battles seemed to happen every spring. If it wasn't the Philistines, it was another group all wanting to challenge the winnings of the Israelite people. Most of the groups in the area had lost ancestral lands to the Jews, 
and it was an annual battle to try to regain them at any cost. And even at this reading, on a Tuesday night, most of us have heard that Israel is still at war. They had an airstrike against the people of Gaza because of something the people of Gaza did against Israel. And we need to pray for peace in that area. Now, most of the groups in the area, as I said, had lost ancestral land. That it was their goal to gain them back. And this year that we are reading about finds the challengers bringing in an unexpected oddity, a giant. Stop and think about that for a minute. The actual height of this tall man ranges from, some people believe, six foot nine to ten feet tall. Both of those are very tall. He just might have been the tallest man to ever live, other scholars have speculated. And not only was he tall, he was big, he was muscular, and he had been trained since a child to be a warrior. You heard King Saul say, ever since he was a youth, he's been a man of war. Now, the entire program of the Philistine army focused on his being the most imposing figure in any battle. Now, Goliath was trained in how to defend himself, and he was trained in how to kill others, because that's what soldiers do. And he had been trained to kill with a sword. And his sword, as we read, and all his, all his gear was especially made for him because he was so big. His helmet and body armor were also made to order for a giant of his stature. The thought of the king and the generals would, was that just the sight and the sound of this giant would frighten any enemy army to the point of surrender. The sight of his large man sure had the Jewish army scared. You've been there before. <laughs> your high school team takes the field and you're saying, yeah, go, go team, go. All of a sudden, here comes the visiting team. All of a sudden, oh my God, where did they find that giant <laughs> on the opposing team? A lot of us want to say, well, let's go, honey. <laughs> the game is over. You know, our little guys, there's no way we can compete with that huge guy out there. As I said, this large man sure had the Jewish army scared. No one dared to accept the challenge of the giant to go up one-on-one -on -one with him. As predicted, the challenge was simple. Find a man to defeat me, Goliath said, and we will become your slaves. But if I prevail and kill him, then you will be our slaves and serve us. And then he added other insults and mockeries, all of which served to make the man and the threat more scary. Now, we don't know exactly how long this daily shouting match took place, but on this particular day, the child king-to-be is sent by his father to check in on his brothers and to share with them a care package from home with them. The boy is just aware of the brothers being in battle and knew that he might just be able to watch some of the fighting, but more importantly, he could share with them some good food from home and maybe have some time to talk to the brothers about the battle, how it is going. But it was just as he arrives that he hears the booming voice of the giant. Now let's look at the underdog. If this battle were happening in a ring, you can just hear that very familiar, very famous voice, and I forget the name of the guy who does it now, that he would have said after saying, let's get ready to rumble, something along the lines of, in this corner, the green corner, we have the challenger fresh from the pastures and fields of Judah, a shepherd by training with an undefeated record against all previous foes, lions, bears, and wolves, 
anointed as the future king of Israel, trained as a servant of faith, obedient until the end, and with an unwavering faith in Yahweh, the one true God of the universe. Here's the pride of Bethlehem, David bar Jesse. Did I mention King Saul offered a major prize for anyone who won against the giant? This is in the earlier parts of the chapters and before that we didn't read, but this is the part my grandsons love to hear. Saul said that anyone who could defeat the giant would get these three things. Number one, he would they would get his daughter, Michal, as his wife. Not bad. Son-in-law to the king. That's a good, good title, good rank. Prize number two, a huge cash prize. The actual amount is not known, but it was, we can assume, a king's ransom. And prize number three, no income tax for life. I don't know which prize sounds better to you, but number three would have meant some extra cash for our household for many years in years past. Which would you have chosen? Well, you would have gotten all three if you beat the giant. The battle was not much of a battle. David is asked by King Saul to wear his armor. David tries to put it on, but giving his age and size, chooses instead not to wear it. But when he does come out into the battlefield, Goliath is offended. He booms out, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the giant adds some choice curse words, cursing David by his gods. And Goliath adds this promise, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. David responds, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, and I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air, to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and that all the assembly may know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. Those were the last words the giant heard on this earth. Within seconds, little David, who armed himself with a sling and five smooth stones, put his hand in his bag, and with one stone placed in his sling, slung it, struck the giant on his forehead, and the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell dead on his face to the ground. The battle belonged to God. David belonged to God. And that little boy's faith in God, that little boy's faith in God, allowed him to defeat the biggest champ Israel had ever faced. True to his word, the boy rushed, and using Goliath's own sword, cut off his head, while the entire army of the Philistines fled for their lives. Three years ago, Nellie and I were on that very field of Elah. I was blessed to find one smooth stone that I brought back. It's in my lawyer's case here in my home office, and I was able to buy a sling, kind of like the kind David used. And incredible to stand in that field and to just imagine what it was like on that very day to see the army of Israel just rejoicing and chasing after the fleeing army of Philistine. Friends, this was a fight fought with faith. The one, the unexpected, the little one won. His faith was bigger than the giant and his strength came from God. 
His size never mattered in his own mind, nor did his ability. His confidence came from the Lord. And an obstacle as big as the giant he defeated not phase him one bit. God had seen all of this in the boy since he was since he made his appearance in his mother's womb. And as he lived his early life as an apprentice shepherd and then a master shepherd, then the anointed future king of Israel, God knew David's strength and abilities and knew he could trust him in any situation, in any battle. Does God know yours? So I ask you, dear friend, what's the biggest storm that has come into your life? Is your faith strong enough to find a cushion in which to sleep even as the wind blows and the waves crash? Have you found yourself taking it day by day in life, finding that not, finding out that not everyone is on your side and that some even oppose you? Can you still find righteousness in you to control your actions for the good? And does facing giants make you uneasy even today? Do you have a helmet big enough in which to hide? Or a sword sharp enough with which to challenge back the giant's taunts? Well, the truth is, dear brother or sister, the fight is not yours. As the scripture we read said, the fight belongs to God. As God sends us forth to do his will, he comes with us and fights the battles for us. It's never easy. It's always scary. But with faith, it becomes easier for us to trust and obey. We need to ever be the example of righteousness and good in the world. Paul's life was and is a very good example of how to walk ever forward in obedience for the greater good. That of sharing the gospel with the whole world, knowing that at least half the world may oppose our efforts, yet onward we march. Our involvement with the word mirrors our God, who is a God of involvement and care, even in the midst of a world that each day seems to care and care less and less. Because we know we know, brothers and sisters, that God owns the world, and one day in his time, all will be made right. Let's pray. Loving God, until that day, make us faithful and true. Strengthen us during our times of weakness. Grant us faith when we are down. And during those times that we find that peace is hard to find, shine the light of hope brightly on us. And may we not fear sharing it with others. May we fear nothing, and may we await the final victory over evil. In Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, dear listener, thank you so much for joining in. I pray that God bless you and keep you on this day. Have a great and blessed day in the Lord. And here's your assignment. Live a life that blesses others with your faith. Give a hand up to those that are down and just go out of your way to make people feel like they matter. Receive my blessings of hope and peace. I'm Pastor Adi Wadabeta. And again, I thank you. If you've been blessed, share this blessing with others. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. That's my prayer for you. In Jesus' name, amen.